The following Pulpery podcast is brought to you by The Goddamn Sauce. Go to thegdsauce.com for details to order all the sauces to replace your ordinary condiments. Welcome to the Pulpery Nerdcast with Brock and Ben. This podcast is where we discuss the nerd culture headlines that intrigue us and those minor details that enrage us. start with loki okay since you need me to paint you a word picture you do you do like i remember the groundhog day thing which was quite hilarious yeah and that went on for a while it was like most of the episode until they figured it out and then i think my brain stopped working so the plus it was over a, a week ago yeah um but the whole groundhog day portion was just him coming to terms where he's trying to get other people right. to fix it. And then he finally comes to the realization that, or, and, and uh, what's the name of the episode? that What Loki says in all the movies, the glory, like glorious purpose or whatever it is. Yeah, I, and yes, something along those lines. He, he comes to the realization like his purpose is he's going to take over for Kang in the Time Temple. Correct. And so he finally gets his throne. Which oh, yeah, was, that's right. Okay. Which, it, like, this season, particularly more than, I think, any other Marvel series, like, you have to watch the recap before the episode because they went, like, back to first season. They yes. even went back to the movies and shit like that. Oh, they definitely went back to the movies. But that's why we watched the first season before we started the right. second season. You and, got to. Which is, um, you know... I didn't know, because I, I can't remem- remember remember if they said season finale or series finale for this, but so it was set up as a series finale. Correct, but I, I've mumblings are that they could continue it with him on his throne. Right. Well, it's Marvel. What, what did they, like, death is nothing in these movies. Well, and of course, now that we know that there's at least going to be one more Thor movie, that right. um, now Loki. Although ta- ta- Taika, Taika Waititi, yeah, he's not doing it. No, I mean they need to pass that on anyway. It's not going to be as good. Well, you know, I mean, everybody thought um, Ragnarok, like that was Taika Waititi's coming out party outside of you know. Ragnarok was so good. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, same as, like, you know, Guardians was James Gunn's coming out party. Even though, I mean, he had several decent movies before then, but they were always with a niche audience, and this was the first big one. Um, Well, well, I'll get to superhero fatigue maybe in the second half of this. But with that, it's that now now we know or this Loki is stationary. So all Thor has to do is get a rumor, particularly with a multiverse going on, that there's a Loki out there who has... And we know is has gone through his growing pains. Yes. Yep. And has learned the errors of his ways. More so than, well, not Iron Man. Almost more so than like first Loki. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like he's, yeah, evolved more than a lot of the characters. Yeah. Are 
from where he started to where he is now, even though Loki's kind of always, he's the trickster, right? He's always walked that line. He's like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Neither heel no f- nor face. He's, sure. He's, he's Ric Flair. He's not yeah. going to miss the opportunity. He's an opportunist bastard. Opportunistic bastard. Well, and even too in the <clears throat> in the story that they set up, he finds love. Thank but what's you. the love he finds? Himself. Himself, himself and female, in female form. form. Right. I'm glad they didn't go there with like anything uh like a sex scene. Yeah, I, I didn't need Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen again <clears throat> in my life. Only unless if they did it like Highlander with like some cheesy saxophone music. <laughs> <laughs> They should have done that for the Lannisters. <laughs> that should have been like their shaft theme. Yeah. Was that stuff. So, but yes, I think that's, because last episode, last episode, is that when he was rounding up everybody? Yeah. So the episode before that, when he, no, it was that one, where he figured out like he needed to find his one thing that will let him control his time jump. Right. And it ended up being her. Right. Himself in f- female form. Sure. Um, yeah, and he stopped her from killing him. Wow. But that didn't even fix it. No. Like that, yeah. No. So. Which, yeah, so that's, and which is another thing, like. Which that is like, that's the other part. I need to go back. And rewatch it just for the sequence where Kang stops time, and then they they have that discussion because it, it's in that discussion that he realizes like Kang's whole thing is is that literally somebody has to replace him on the throne, right? Or it's chaos; it'll right. fall apart. You need somebody there, yeah. Which is why Miss Minutes and Ravona were wanted it so bad, yeah. What happened to them again? So, in the... They get pushed through one of those doors, right? No, it's... Well, so when... When Loki takes the throne, Ravona ends off cast off into another timeline. Or yeah, she I'm wakes saying. up she, in another She time, went yeah. through the door. Like, yeah. he pushed her through the door. And Miss Minutes apparently was, like, reprogrammed or something. I don't know. I mean, she's like... Yeah, the new TVA is not Miss, Miss Minutes. Miss, uh... Not Kang's Miss Minutes. Right, yeah. It's so crazy that he... They, right, because she figured out that he wiped her mind. Yeah. Well, that was Ravona, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. M- Miss Minutes showed Ravona that. Right, yeah. Yep. Which is why... But now you have... There's so much... But now you have Short Round, a.k.a. Da- da- data. OB. Yeah. Hanging out or taking a larger role. Um, I mean, was it Russell? Be, he, Russell's he, the. He writes this book. Here, I got yeah. it written down. Oh, I don't have Russell's written down. Yeah. But then. Um, Casey. Frank. And we didn't. And Mobius was a salesman. Right. But we didn't get our. He goes back, remember, and he's just, he's just watching himself with his family from yep. afar. Which, of course, it's like. Everybody wanted him to ride off on a jet ski. No, and the closest we got was the fake commercial. <laughs> that it wasn't even a commercial. He was doing it for like a dude in the store. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We never got to see him like frolicking with a jet ski with his kids. No. But that's you know who knows who knows what the future has. But you know what? That's kind of good. Like yeah. just 
fine. I didn't need to see it. It would have. It would have. I would have popped. I would have been like, yeah, but no, I didn't need to see it. But as as what we are expecting is that now all of these characters are free to pop in and out of other storylines. Correct. And I, I would say, I don't think you need to have another series. I don't think you need to have another... No, because the, the him being on his throne... Right. ...is the bow. Like, that's his thing. Since he found out that he was a... Uh, the Ice People. What are their names? Oh, the um, Jotunheim. Yeah. The fuck I remember that. <laughs> because I didn't. Yeah. Um, but since he found that out, right, he, he's just, I, I'm still, that's my birthright. Yeah. And then he figures out, okay, it's not my birthright. Or maybe this was his birthright. Right. So, like, this whole thing was, the whole destiny, everything was kind of preordained because of the timeline. Yeah. So, was him being on that throne part of Kang's our original our prime Kang's right <clears throat> I mean I mean I, I just because the whole sh- the whole looking back series, on it yeah the whole well, series I mean, has been no this is what's up if not I mean they could have pruned him right away but they didn't right so this was the path that he, that that Loki was always supposed to be on that Mobius picked him up yeah from being pruned after being so that not reborn or reincarnated, like I, I. No, but I mean it's it's. We're, I, yeah, now we're gonna get into some deep existential shit here. Yeah, because you have, or what? Yeah, lazy people on the internet. It's a plot hole. No, um, it's not. Because you get to see Prime Loki, his his full timeline. Right. To where he he dies. And, and then this they is showed like that. they reiterated that. And then they that. loop it back. And then but then like yeah, loop back Loki or second timeline Loki then diverts right. his, or gets diverted by taking the Tesseract. All because of time travel. Yeah. Which is how he ended up there. But then if the if the Avengers didn't open up or Tease with the multiverse, then right. that never would have happened. No. So now what, what we're looking saying, at like is like origin point is not what we think it is. It's because they never showed origin po- point prime Loki. They just showed him throughout what we've seen of right. him. So we don't know where. So where does he loop back from? Because he goes back, he takes the test rack, which means he doesn't necessarily die, but he ends up at the TVA. Right. So now, yeah, now that's completely diverted. But, I mean, apparently, if sticking with the conversation that we're having is... I love it. That that Prime Kang knew that that was going to happen. Right. And that... and that Because he knew he knew He, was he said die. he's been to the end of time. Yeah. But so, but then that also goes back to Prime King at the end of season one, and they refer back to it. Talks about how he's going to be reincarnated. Right. You have no idea what's coming or what you've done. Right. If you kill me, yeah. Yeah, I'll see you again. And he says it in Quantum Mania as well. Yeah. But you then have no idea what you're doing. But then in the second season would be maybe he's thinking of reincarnated, or he's referencing it in a different way of that. 
there will be another person like him who has to take control. And Loki realizes that, that he is that... That not more evil right. things are going to keep coming. Well, and that... But that he knew Loki was the... Reincarnation ultimate. doesn't mean that you come back the exact same. Is that no. you, you can come back as a different entity altogether. So Shit, we did get into some existential. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and I love it. Uh, well, I mean, that's what the, this episode, this 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 particular season, there was a lot going on, mm. interpersonal, as opposed to. What you know, I mean, the first season was like setting everything up, tracking down Sylvie, stopping all these things. Sure. And then all hell went, everything went to hell, and the timelines splintered off, just, and they couldn't fit the spaghetti back into the thing, and. And that just reminded me of, like, my favorite part of, like, the ground holiday scenario is, like, how long would it take me to learn how to do this? Yes. Oh, it'd take you centuries. Centuries, centuries later. later. <laughs> and, he, and he was still in the process of trying to get it done. Watching uh, Timely go out there and spaghetti himself <laughs> several times, times was fucking brilliant. And then the look on Loki's face each time. It's like, um, here we go. I've got to be quicker. Yeah. <laughs> It's, and then he, and then he gets, shows up at OB and he's like, <laughs> and, yeah, it, centuries later, absolutely. Yeah, no, where I mean, and and like we touched upon, I mean, there are there are those layers that at first it's like, ah, it's a joke, like he's in love with himself, but then you go like, but I mean, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure we, if we, you know, did a full psychoanalysis on that, like that's a metaphor for each of us, is that if. Everybody's in love with themselves. Yeah. But, but sometimes that's but, not a bad thing. Sometimes but, that can push you to making the right decision. But they don't like themselves. themselves. Right. There you go. So basically what Loki has taught us is that to be free, one needs to learn to love themselves without being a sociopath. Yeah, that you don't want to abuse yourself Correct. on your path. You just need to be happy, which is where Loki's at now that he's in love with himself and his throne. Yeah. Although, Sylvia, he had to piece Sylvia. Right, yeah. We want to take this time to thank you for supporting the Pulpery Podcast. We are available on all podcast platforms, so please follow us and turn on the downloads. You can always delete them later. If audio is not your thing, we are on YouTube. Check out our page and hit the subscribe button, like our episodes, and share with all your friends. Follow us on all the socials for our latest content and additional takes on the latest stories and news. If you need a change for your taste buds, go to thegdsauce.com and change the way you think about the way you eat. From their signature goddamn sauce to their ghost pepper sauce, they have everything you need to rethink condiments. Help support an independent business by getting rid of your same old condiments and boss up with the goddamn sauces. With Fincher's new, David Fincher's fucking awesome. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. He, uh, I love how he spreads out his movies over years. Not Quentin Tarantino, but I, I was looking at it earlier, and there. Well, his last one was Mank. That one with um, Gary, um, blah 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 blah, the British actor that we love. Um, Mank. 
Um, Gary Oldman. Yeah, thank you. Wow. So yeah, that, that's and then Mindhunter. But then before that, it was like uh, several years, and then Gone Girl. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. You know, yeah. House of Cards, some music videos, but and the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, right? Social Network before that. But yeah, he's got a he's got a sweet deal going on with Netflix now. Yeah, great. You know what that sweet deal should include? Another fucking season of Mindhunter. <laughs> That's it. Well, he's he's got two he's got two more movies on his Netflix deal, I think, and then, but like, yeah, I mean, he can do whatever TV shows. Do but I think Mind Hunter. I think yeah, I think they pause with Mind Hunter. The problem is, is they pause at the wrong time. Well, I think COVID had a lot to do with that too. Yeah, but also. Um, it's not. It's Jonathan Golf, the guy who plays the younger analyst. Yeah, his main, career's just like exploded since. Well, I mean, it did right after that yeah. show. He showed up. He was in everything. Yeah, and that, then, like Hamilton, and then everybody wanted him on everything. And then um, the female. God, what is her name in that show? I'm not going to remember anything. Cause I the had it, and then I lost it. But yeah, she's shown up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She, she. Well, yeah, she was up. in The Last of Us. She was in uh, Olivia something. Fuck it. Um, yeah, she was Nora. Right. And that's in the... I can remember her name in The Last of Us. Nora. Nora. Was it Nora? Yeah. I thought she was Tess. No. <laughs> okay, stop. Stop, stop, stop. We'll go back to the killer here. Yeah, yeah. So, I liked it a lot. Yeah. But I love my slow burn movies. Sure. I love them if done right and he kills it there was you hear the my favorite thing you hear the name of the movie is the killer right yeah and you know that it's about a an assassin right right you're thinking okay there's going to be some violence in this movie there's one other other than the assassination one scene that is violet the fight scene yeah i mean i get it that he murders a lot of people not really there's like a half a dozen that he truly murders as he's working his way up the uh, totem pole to get to cowboy from full metal jacket yeah right let's think yeah no, yeah about yeah five yeah yeah and so, and that's the way. Fincher's just so good at like crafting a story, painting a picture, and that not even really needing to show you things for you to know. Like he doesn't have to beat you over the head with it, like a lot of movies do. Well, and the the Little sophistication. Right. Yeah. Well, and I'm with with that in mind is. Um, I love the voiceover for two reasons. One, like you said, is that it's it's moving the plot without having to do a bunch of different shots and shit like that. Watch American Psycho, people. But that's also how comic books and graphic novels are. Like, you're hearing the inter... I mean, that's like 90% of what Spawn was, was right. just the internal dialogue yep. 
of Spawn. That's what makes Venom so good is because <laughs> Tom Hardy is really good at that internal monologue, but also being able to express it. Yeah. Michael Foss, Fossen? Fossbender. Fossbender. Yeah. Um, he went the opposite way. Like, he went more... It was very stoic, yeah. I was going to say autistic, but stoic is probably way better politically said. Yes, he is stoic. Little OCD, a little monk from the TV show, without having to touch things three times. Yeah. No, I mean, he's just, he's very, well, and that's, but like, that's what's set up in the very opening sequence. He's like, I'm not the best at what I do. You know, like. No, but I have a. Right, he has his systems. He has his root, his routines that he gets my, into. God, my therapist would love that. Yeah. You gotta be, you gotta have a routine. Yeah. And he does. Until at the very end when he's like, fuck it. Literally says that. But yeah, but I mean, that's. That's constantly through every sequence he goes through. Stick to the mission. Yep. Stick like, to the plan. Don't right. hurt anybody else. Right. Only this. Don't deviate. Yeah. And yeah. Anticipate. Don't imp- or don't improvise. Exactly. Yeah. That if it's not there, you got to dip out. Yeah. And you're right. That is all laid out in the first 15 minutes of the movie, which sets up everything else. So which you, like literally nothing's happening. He's a uh, nope. you know. He's getting ready. He's doing yoga. He, he, right. He's brushing his teeth. He's like Jason Bateman in American Psycho. He's yeah. like washing his face. Read the book. It's much better. <laughs> but, you know, he's he's doing the, you know, he's narrating his, his story. And I did like in the opening, too, of like to, to not be noticed dressed like a German tourist. Nobody ever was. Okay, (laughs) and I'm going to say something, and you're going to go back and watch it and go, well, of course. He was Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. The bucket hat and the, like, sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. But you're right, dressed like a German tourist. Yeah. I laughed so many times, (laughs) like, at the end when he ordered the key fob thing off of Amazon and then just walked to the fucking Whole Foods or whatever and just pulled it out. I was like, that. That is a new age assassin. Yeah, or like yeah, when he when he rented the bike yeah. to get away in Paris. Like. Yes, like because you know it's not like they're gonna track his credit card back to him. No. <laughs> well, and he has like eighty million false yeah, identities. Yeah, he opened that thing up. It was like John Wick style. <laughs> all his accou- assassin accoutrement. It was all right there. Right, which is and 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 that's the other part. I kind of. It's going to be interesting to see how assassin movies play out after John Wick. This was with the same. with how successful, but yeah, it was like. But, but but John Wick doesn't go into the minutia of no, it. This his, went his into the full, minutia. His is full throttle, but you know the rules of that world. Yeah. Everybody understands the rules in John Wick now. Right. Everybody. But Which, you're right. It is more action, 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 and then the quiet parts between, they make it count. Yeah. They have to make it count. Which, this went the opposite. Right. So that when he does pull the trigger, after he's done all this shit. But that's what, it's it like, really that's what I liked about the Florida fight scene, which was, 
you just kind of get this feeling because I mean, is he that, talks the, about like the brute. Is that what that? Yeah, or I, I forget what they. It was yeah, the chapter along, was, but something along those lines. I mean, they said it. I mean, he even talks about like a good poisoning. Like he does these oh, subtle yeah. things, and so you're thinking like, oh, like this guy's going to obliterate him. But that's when it turns into John Wick. Like he can take oh, yeah, severe can. punishment, and then he, when that dude fell on the table leg, yeah. Everything in my body tingled, not in a good way. No, 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 no. And and that's how Fincher does it because you you haven't been desensitized to like people getting their eyes blown out and stuff. And yeah. I fucking love John. They're the yeah. best movies ever made. But he goes at it a different angle of, like I said, I'm not going to show you anything. But when I do in Act Three, everybody yeah. in the theater or everybody at home is going to go, oh, God. Well, like, yeah, Seven was like that. Right. Where it's like... Everything that... You get these descriptions and like, oh, that sounds crazy. And then they take you into the crime scene and it's like, whoa. Right. But then... And then then it's a whole bunch of just... Fight Club is like that until it's all build up until the end. And then you're like, what the fuck did I just watch here? I love it. And then I went and read the book 16 times. (laughs) And uh, Project Mayhem has never been the same since. <laughs> Just saying, kids, read the book, because Project Mayhem goes way beyond what the movie does. <laughs> but there's no way you could put that in a movie. No. Wow, you're right. Fincher, the girl with the dragon tattoo, based on a novel. A, yeah. Another source. When the game based on a book? I believe so. Yeah. God, I keep forgetting that he did that. Yeah, it's a good... That, that's... Fuck that movie. That's a good. forgotten one of his. Like, fuck that is that movie's great. I'm gonna have to rewatch that. Do we know where it's at? It does. I'll, I'll find it. But yeah, I mean, he stored us, or uh, he kind of started the Sean Penn Renaissance with that movie. Yeah. And got like Michael Douglas out of hiding for a bit. And then yeah, and then resurrected both of those careers. We're, yeah. Who was the other guy? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Fincher just has this way. He's a really good storyteller. Like, what was it? I um, I don't know. It, like, anytime it pops up, I just because I like movies about like tech history. Like, the, they dumped the Social Network on Netflix, and it's like, I yeah, just, I saw that. I yep. rewatched that again, and it's like it's you're taking what would be the you know boring, the most boring information. Yeah. And made it fascinating. And made everybody think... That's also that, Aaron Sorkin, too, writing, but, you know. And everybody loved... Um, what's that actor's name? Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. Yeah, and he did nothing. He was a terrible Lex Luthor. Yeah. And now Fen- you... now you Fincher s- knew what to put... I mean, same as um, um, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Like... Yeah. Yep. Everybody gets annoyed with Michael Sarah, but, like, he's perfect for that role. Like the over anxious, apparently you know free he, dick about town. He so. did it in Barbie. Yeah, he played the same role. <laughs> the yeah. same role. But apparently, could do a spot on Tony Soprano. <laughs> uh, on command. <laughs> on command. Yeah, but anyway, back to the. Okay, I'm sorry. Back to Fincher <laughs> in this movie. Um, Simple, pr- and then here's another thing that's fucking genius. It's really a simple pr- premise that's been done. I mean, the Jason Bourne movies, are yeah, that, and your John Wick movies, same thing. Um, 
suit simple. John Wick, right? The dog. Yeah. This was his girlfriend. Although it all stemmed from him missing the shot. Which is what the first Jason Bourne movie was. Yeah. Well, and I like it how... I'm trying, oh, okay, yeah, we but, can do well, this Well, we quick. can do it on the app. But how, like, you know, you're you're expecting this killing spree to come to full fruition. And he gets to it and he realizes, like, it's just this wealthy dude who had no idea what he was doing. Yep, exactly. And it's like... A, a crypto bro. Yeah, this ends here. Like, yeah. okay. But that... Um, like, now you know yeah. what you've done. Stop. Because... I just showed you I can get in and murder you in a heartbeat. And, and you wouldn't I, even know I'm here. Yeah. And I did appreciate the uh, David Cronenberg-esque scene where with with Tilda Swinton, where you give somebody five minutes of screen time and just let them murder it. So here, yeah, it's like, okay, so here's the premise. that This is how you're feeling, and this is what you kind of want to convey. Okay, and action. Yeah. And I said, you know, I mean, I would even if you think she looks weird or whatever, like she always looks weird. Give me, but give yeah, me a break. But well, that was like, oh, she does look like a Q-tip. Yes, yep. <laughs> but she, uh, I mean, just that scene of like her ordering the whiskeys, offering him one a flight. Yeah, just trying to like knowing she's dead. Of course. But then, still at the very end, she tries to. The following Pulpery podcast is brought to you by The Goddamn Sauce. Go to thegdsauce.com for details to order all the sauces to replace your ordinary condiments. Pulpery is a privately produced podcast by Brock Ryder and Ben Grimmie on social media and photography by Beck Ryder. Original music by the Heisenberg Compensators.